Welcome to the Conscious Living Show with your host, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce, and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sex life reflects the health of other aspects of your life. While this may not be the only factor, it certainly contributes to the degree you'll enjoy a well-rounded, healthy, happy, sexy life. Now, here is Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark. Well, good morning, babe. Welcome back, dear. How are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling sexy. Well, yes, you are. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good way to start the day, feeling sexy, huh? So what are we talking about today? We're talking about the lost art of courting. Is it a lost art? I think it is. I think it is. And, you know, I talk to a lot of... uh, people in the younger generations and there's this whole um, mindset around uh, insta gratification well guys are always interested in knowing how to get to the finish line (laughs) this is true (laughs) what finish line are well let me talk about that finish line real quick here because one of the reasons that I even brought this subject up is because women by by statistics, there was a research project that came out with, they interviewed 24,000 college-age women, um, and they studied them over five, in five, five years at colleges, 21 colleges, <clears throat> and they realized that only 40% of those women are having orgasms when they're hooking up, and 80% of men are having orgasms. So half as many women... Are having orgasms. So men, every, one out of one out of two women that you're having sex with in hookup cultures are not having orgasms. They're faking it, or they're just not having it. And maybe and younger women aren't faking it as much anymore. They're just when the guy says, "Hey, babe, did you come?" She looks at him and goes, "No." <laughs> well, I, I remember a while back though you said that having an orgasm isn't always the goal. No, but you want to have pleasure. And the women aren't really even having great pleasure because it's all, it's, the guys are still, they're still being taught to have penis oriented sex and it's all about their penis and it's not about her pleasure at all. And they don't understand women's sexuality. I think guys are still, you know, if, if porn is your educator and that, that's a whole other show. Well, so it's a, it's a lot of responsibility to be uh, responsible for someone else's orgasm. Well, you're, they're not responsible for the orgasm, but they're responsible for understanding her anatomy. Well, if you're going to have sex with a woman, you probably should understand what you're doing. Well, that's why guys try right? to practice a lot. <laughs> practice doesn't make perfect if you're just masturbating with a woman's body. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying, dear. It's so easy to just egg you on. I know. I'm there. an easy mark, aren't I? You are. You are. Because you're... You you have a courting heart. You you like the you like to dance. I do. It's a it's a dance of seduction, and I think that's the part that's been lost in this swipe left swipe right culture with with the dating apps. And we're going to be talking about that today during the show. Is how how is this affecting our our mating rituals, our dating dances, um, and and the 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 way to make each other feel desired and to have somebody actually curious enough about who you are as a person as much as how attracted they might be to you physically. That's a pathway to having ultimately better sex. Definitely. Well, and that's the thing is with women, we, we do have a lot better sex when we get to know somebody. That the first time we have sex with somebody, we're oftentimes a little nervous. Um, there's, there. I mean, there might be, there might be the excitement of something new, but there's the nervousness of something new. And nervousness and and sexual pleasure don't go well together. So let's just get that first one out of the way. <laughs> That's one way to do it. <laughs> let's just get that done. Get her done. Let's <laughs> just move it on. <laughs> See, I've got answers. So if you have questions, give us a call because I've yeah, got answers. Yeah, you do. Okay. So we're gonna. So what? What I'd like to talk about is like this: um, the era of the Netflix and chill. Um, it seems like that people aren't 
asking people out on dates. They're just saying, hey, you want to hang out? Um, let's, you know, th- nobody knows if if this is a actual date or do you really like me? What In what way do you like me? There's all these these mis- miscommunication opportunities that I see happening in the hookup uh, hangout culture. Well, it's a shame because they do spend some time online trying to see if you have some things in common or some things that you're curious about. I think that the the dating apps actually should be working pretty good. I mean, if you like to hike, you want to hook up with people who like to hike. Oh, baby, you've never used one, have you? No, I haven't. No, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> Because they're not, they're not talking about hiking. Oh, is that a surrogate <laughs> for something else? <laughs> no. Climbing. Well, you know what? It's really just mounting. <laughs> mounting, not mounting climbing. It's mountain climbing. No, they're, mm. they're, it's mounting. No, really, what what you what I find is is that the dating apps that are the most popular are really just photographs. Now, that's scary to me because there's a lot of catfishers out there, you know, that put up a fake photo or a photo of themselves 10 or 15 years ago, and uh, they don't look like that anymore. And that, you know, and so you're really dating apps are like catalogs for shopping. You're shopping for sex. And. You know, you. I've watched. I've I've hung out with people, guys who who were on Tinder or Bumble, or I guess Bumble's more uh, female-driven, but Tinder, where they're just shopping, going from one to the other to the other, swiping. And if you swipe left, you've discarded them. If you swipe right, you've said hello. So you've you've accepted them. So they just cut through. Yes, yes, yes. No, yes, no, no, yes. And more guys will will swipe will actually like the pictures than girls girls want more more information girls won't just go to the picture they'll try to seek the information so it really is just shopping for a hookup which is great if both people want that however as a sexologist i see I see the long-term effects of that. I see the other side of that where people are becoming more frustrated and feeling more isolated and more confused because they're not they're not feeling the the connections that they kind of imagined or fantasize about. There it feels very isolating in one way. It uh I mean, again, it seems like if you're not careful, you might run into somebody that you're attracted to, that you ultimately like. But if you move ahead too quickly, you can uh, perhaps have to move on and not have the connection that you'd hope for. Right. Right. But I'm old school. You know, I'm, I'm an older person. So we're used to a different pathway. We get to know people at work, but that's difficult now. Right. I, I just looked up a few things on courting, and there were all kinds of questions like, what can I do at work? Uh-huh. You know, how do I, I, I know somebody, I'd like to date them, but once the dating is over, if it hasn't worked out, it can leave an awkwardness behind. Well, the Me Too movement and dating certainly has become more confusing, Um it's it's tossed it up in the air. I think it's opened it. It's opened up a wound, perhaps, because obviously there's been <clears throat> a long history of mis miscommunications in dating. That's why we have you know date rape. That's why we have um, uh, post sex regret. And you know we we have these things that have been happening all along. They're nothing new. So. To, to think that all of that is brand new because the Me Too movement is just bullshit, it, it's been happening. It's just that it hasn't favored, it hasn't favored the people that have been hurt the most. Well, I think that men, unless they're living under rocks or in a cave, uh, 
they've learned that they need to be more careful with so that there are not misunderstandings. They, they should be hearing that consent is critical. And consent starts with asking out for a date. You know, if, if, you, if you're rebuffed and you don't succeed, you need to shake it off and move on, you know, and not ask too many times, you know. Well, that, that just cued me in a little bit to wonder if the hookup culture and the swiping and the apps are satisfying this generation of people who don't know how to, don't, haven't been taught how to deal with rejection. Well, you know? it seems like it would double down on that a little bit. Well, no, because there's, there, there's no in-your-face rejection. Mm-hmm. There's only acceptance. So it's, it, <clears throat> it does kind of go along with the psychology of everybody's a winner. Well, you don't know. You don't know if you're not a winner because you, that person just swiped you. you. You didn't know that they did. It's not, you're not getting little messages saying, reject, reject, reject. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> I had an orgasm. I'm a winner. <laughs> well, <laughs> some worlds that's right. <laughs> I, I would and say men win <clears throat> twice as often as women do. Well, not in long-term relationships. <laughs> no. I think well because what, once women know how to how to connect to that part of their experience, um, I mean, it's much easier for us to have lots of orgasms, and you know, you guys have longer refractory periods. It would be interesting to see. Um, if you look back at different generations, I'm sure that the older generations, a higher percentage of people met at work or around work, the larger the company, probably the safer it might be mm-hmm. to, to ask somebody out. You, you know, in a hospital, there was a lot of mingling in a hospital, but it's a big place, so you didn't have to mingle right in the area that you worked all the time. So, but now it's moving on to, to these apps, especially as we get busier and busier with careers. Well, when we come back from the break that's coming up, I want to talk a little bit about chivalry and how that's, how, how a lot of people complain about chivalry's dead. And then the guys complain that chivalry is not accepted anymore and this, this kind of back and forth that we're having with men and women in terms of how you know how to even how to even get this started with the mating and the courting. How do, how do we even get it started? Well, that's always been a fascination of mine where people have the same idea. They'll be sitting in a room, they're not really communicating well and nothing's happening and both people get get frustrated and maybe they're always they're just trying to decide if they're going to go to the lake or a movie (laughs) and nobody's afraid to speak their mind now of course I married you and (laughs) you can tell that Nancy is not afraid to speak her mind but I haven't always been that way I mean that's that's been an evolution for me no you've always been that way Maybe I just think I'm speaking my mind more now. That's. I think that's it. Is that it? Yeah, exactly. Well, every decade birthday, I say, well, guess what? I'm going to be able to speak my mind now. <laughs> and I shudder. I know. Well, we've got lots more to talk about. So come back after the break, and we'll keep this going. And Because I've got to talk about hormonal beer goggles, too, today. Oh, my goodness. All kinds of good things. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back after the break. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communications specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. This November, 4,000 people will be on the sold-out Independence of the Seas Bliss Cruise, offered by Lifestyle Cruising and Bliss. Why do these charters sell out so fast? Five separate playrooms. 
Dozens of meet and greets aimed at various cultural and sexual orientations. Themed dance parties every night. And all Upper Decks are clothing optional. Find out about the Bliss Experience on the two upcoming Bliss Charters in 2019. This April is the five-night Celebrity Infinity Cruise. And next November 2019 will be seven nights on the beautiful Navigator of the Seas. Couples love the electric atmosphere on our cruises. And we know that sparks will fly in your cabin. Remember, our cruises sell out fast. So be sure to call Wayne at 908-391-1977. That's 908-391-1977. Or visit LifestyleCruising.com. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. So let me see if I understand what we've covered in the first session. Yes, what did I say? You said that I've never used a dating app. Right. You definitely speak your mind. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about chivalry. Yes. And that most people who are on these apps are looking at pictures, trying to decide if there's an interest, rather than getting to know the person a little bit more intimately before you settle in on how those looks are. Right. That's real paradoxical because one of your concepts here is is to be careful about trying to shape your body for somebody else, all this plastic surgery. And I such. know. It makes me so sad. So when women go out, get dressed up, are they dressing up for themselves or are they dressing up for the man? Themselves. Themselves. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because we want to feel sexy. We want to feel comfortable in our you know, I mean, the worst thing is to try to dress for somebody else and to be miserable the whole night because you're not comfortable in what you're wearing. You're not comfortable in your body and your skin. <clears throat> you know, you, to, uh, you watch these young girls try to wear these super high high heels and they look like a little pony that's just got their new legs on. You know, that's you don't feel very sexy when you don't feel comfortable. So women dress um to, to feel to feel sexy that's for them so that so that could be a, a nice clue to men as to who they're going out with how they're dressed no I mean other than how you probably would be more how she behaved so you can see I need to listen to the show a little bit more because I thought I nailed that down there <laughs> yeah. I mean because because I might wear my sweats that doesn't mean I'm not sexy and I got a lot going on underneath it. No, it means you want to go for a run. <laughs> See, I've got that body language down. <clears throat> yeah. You've got a lot of work to do, dear. No no problems with unemployment coming your way. No, no, I have great job security. Well, so, one of one of the one of the issues is that gender roles have definitely blurred and courting uh, traditions have co- have really gone by the wayside. So so now we're in a time where people need to know they need some guidance as to what to do and how how to maneuver the dating world and and the courting world. But there's also a key that we're going to I'm going to bring up as we move through the show is that courting doesn't stop once you land a relationship. I like that word, land. Yeah, land them, you know? I Nail them down. <laughs> Nail them down. No, you should keep keep the energy alive. Yes. Keep trying to discover what makes your partner tick. So there's a lot of confusion around that. There's a lot of confusion around what is acceptable behavior when you're trying to romance someone, Right. How do you know what a person likes? Well, if you're just going, if you're on a dating app and you've just been look, so, you know, shopping based on what they look like, you're not going to know if what this person likes, what they, what turns them on, what they're excited about. It's going to take a little time to get to know that, right? So you might want to have some conversations with a person and. I know I'm going to get shot by the younger generations, but please don't try to have a conversation, a meaningful conversation through text messaging. 
That's not a great place to start. More relationships end prematurely based on misunderstandings via text messaging than any relationships ever end in person. Because you can't read the body language. If you know, we're not teaching kids person interpersonal communication in school. You know, that's an that's an optional class they can t- take in their first year of college, but that you're you're far past making a lot of mistakes by then. So it is confusing now with the quarantine. Um, guys don't know once you're together and you're with the person uh-huh. physically. Uh, do you open the door for them? Do you do you introduce them first? Do you order the hors d'oeuvres? Do you because there's a lot of old traditions right, that right. men have seen and. Um, and they think, okay, I want this to be special. I'm going to turn it up a notch. And and sometimes those are now not received well. Right. And, and you know, there's a lot of, I, I talk to women all the time and say, if men aren't doing these things that you've watched in the in the romantic comedy films, you know, or you, you saw a parent or a grandparent doing, um, you have to be able to l- inform this person that those are things that, you would enjoy and, and, and ask for it in a way of that's kind of sweet rather than demanding. You know, it, it, we, we have to be able to learn how to form, uh, form a, a sentence of what we want rather than make a complaint about what we're not getting because it's very easy to complain but it's harder to ask. So if you see somebody doing something that you think is really sweet then you can just point out, wow, that's that's a really sweet gesture, you know, that I just saw that person do. That's lovely, you know. <clears throat> and, of course, I'm just assuming and projecting, but I would think that on that first date, um, well, I played a game when I was doing my medical school interviews. Yeah. And from what I'm hearing, these first dates after online dating are a little bit like an interview. Yeah. And... When I went to apply to medical school, I thought, hmm, maybe it would be better if when we started off in the interview, he didn't have to ask me a lot of questions. So I went in confidently and I said, I'm just going to let this guy know who I am with, and try to see if I can prevent him from having to ask a question. So it, sometimes it goes like, hi, my name's Mark. And... I just had the best day. I just had the best day. And usually that creates some curiosity and they'll say, well, what was, what was your day like? And that gives you an opening to talk about something that you really enjoy. And then you can ask the other person, how's your day been? And hope <laughs> that it's been a good day or when's the last time you had a great day or Leave it, don't ask a really specific question mm-hmm. so that the person can reveal without feeling like they're being interrogated. Those are called open-ended questions. Okay. Yes. Yes. In communication, that's called open, open-ended questions where you're, you're, not, you're not directing the person's answer. You're just yeah, kind of like, a generic I like to swim. Do you like to swim? Yes. I like to <laughs> do computers. I'm kind of a computer geek. Do you like computers? Hate them. <laughs> yeah see you can see we yeah. get along great yeah well i think and i think that's a you know learning how to have a conversation that that's an art form in and of itself is having a conversation because a lot of times people are nervous on a first date or on any kind of dating and if you feel like you're being in, interviewed aka interrogated it's going to make you nervous and people end up blowing it. So probably having some phone conversations first just to kind of get uh, into the swing of things and then having a meetup in a, ca- a casual way. But also you can ask ask a person out on a date. You know, I'd like to take you out. You know, hopefully you've had enough conversations with them that they've dropped some hints in terms of things that they enjoy doing. You know what they, they liked, you know, I love to go to the beach or I love to bike ride or, you know, you know, just sitting and watching the sunset and having a glass of wine is like my perfect night. I mean, they've probably been dropping hints. If you're listening carefully, 
you know, the communication is more listening than, listening than it is talking. Well, and that's right there is already a decision. If you're trying to be chivalrous and you're courting, then perhaps you do want to do something that they enjoy that maybe isn't your first choice. Right. Or you could pick your first choice and see if they liked it. You could try that. It may not go well for you. (laughs) You might not get a second date. (laughs) So if I have two choices, doing something I'd like to do or doing something that I think that they're interested in, I should go with the latter. Ah, yes. Yes. You can, you can, you can teach them what you like a little, little bit later, but if you're inviting somebody out on a date, you want to do something that, they, that you kind of have a guarantee that they're going to have a good time. So now women are starting to ask guys out. Mm, yeah. It's because not really formally, because there's still there's still um, there's still a stigma about that you don't want to you don't want to be the one asking a person out on a date because guys don't want to be chased. Because it, men still think that, you know, men are still got the hunter DNA and they want to be, they don't necessarily want to be hunted. So if, if a girl's going to ask a guy out on a date, is she going to pick something that she likes to do that she's confident about? Or has she been listening to the guy saying, hmm, this guy might be a computer game geek. I'm not into that that much, but let's go for it. She would probably try to choose something that you'd want to do. Okay. I yeah. was testing that. That's <laughs> symmetric, so that's good. Yes. So so chivalry, I know, if you can test the waters. Now, ladies, you know, please, if a guy opens a door for you, don't take it to the offense that he doesn't believe you can open the door for yourself. You know, I don't really see that that's a problem. It's not like he's... he's grabbing something out of your hand and and you know telling you well you you hey little lady you can't open up that door let me open that for you it's an it's a courtesy that we do for anybody i open doors for people all the time and i'm not telling them they can't but if they've got their arms full or they're i'm walking in i just think it's kind of a nice gesture it's called being courteous, having manners, and I think that those things have become kind of lost in the in the miscommunication between men and women. Is that we've 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 taken it a little too far, and we're a little bit afraid as women. We're afraid of being seen as weak, and so are men. I think that those are that's a commonality that we have now. That we're all of, we all have the same fear of being taken advantage of, of of seeing as weak, and as not seeing as capable. All right. All right. I'll make some notes of that. Make some uh, notes of that. Especially the being taken advantage of one. (laughs) Well, I know you like to take advantage of me, but that's, but we've we've known each other. We have an understanding. That's pretty symmetric. Yes. All right. We're gonna, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of these dating apps and how we can how we can use those perhaps to make the courting and the dating side of things a little bit more enticing. Enticing, if you're being courted, is definitely where you want. To yeah, go. enticing. I love that word. All right. We'll be back after the break. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communications specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. 
empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. We are The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. We are going to be adding that to our name. Kind Excellent. Of exciting, I think huh? that clarifies uh, yeah. what you're trying to communicate to the world. Yeah. What am I trying to communicate to the world? Well, we were just talking about courting and chivalry. And courting in itself, if I'm understanding this right, is kind of a form of chivalry because you're saying, let me get to know you a little bit. Let's see if we have a connection. Let me show you who I am. And if you feel safe, I'm interested in being sexual. Are you interested in being sexual? You know, you just said the magic word. Do you know which one when that was? <laughs> <laughs> I love the look on your face. <laughs> Pure terror. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, tell me what this the magic word is. This is a test. Because <laughs> you said the magic word. I could guess wrong. No, try. Huh? Go ahead, try. No, no, no. You can no, tell look me. at your little shoulders. That's oh, so I'm cute. Squirming. Yeah. But I think I no, think that the, it leads up <clears throat> to asking consent but, for what you're letting them know what you're interested in. The magic word was safe. 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 Dang, safe. safe. Because if if men understood that the one thing women absolutely need to feel before they're going to be sexual or even want to date you, they need to feel safe. Because women are taught to fear men from the time we're born. Do you understand that? We, we are taught that men hurt us. And so if we're going to be spending time with a man and we're going to be vulnerable with a man, we need to know that we're safe. And that's why the Me Too movement is so critical. It's all about doing whatever it takes for her to feel safe. So again, you know, being chivalrous, mm-hmm. showing them that you're you're aware of their feelings and that you want them to feel protected, and that you're that you're paying attention. I mean, yeah. opening the door. Yeah. I mean, that's just a, that's just symbolic of I'm going to be a little bit more attentive. And I'm happy to be attentive. And then what I would say is stay consistent. I use the word symmetric a lot. Stay consistent. And, and, and that's how you will get to know this person a little bit better. So what are we talking about this section? Well, I want to talk a little bit about the hormonal beer goggles. Because what happens when people um, aren't really doing the courting thing, they just jump right to the hookup. And when, when we have sex with somebody... And if we're fortunate enough where we orgasm with somebody, there's a cascade of hormonal bathings that happen in our brains. And these hormone surges really do create like a beer goggle effect. And that's why I wrote, and I'll have a link on my blog about the hormonal beer goggles, because it's really important for people to understand what what's happening in their brains when they feel so instantly attached to somebody and they don't even know them. And this this leads us to to fall into the trap of what we used to call benefit of the doubt. So now we're bathed in all these yummy delicious hormones that make us feel love and connection and and desire and all those things and we don't have a clue who this person is we know nothing about them we know nothing we have no track record with them but because we're feeling all of that and then when those red flags start to pop up we give them the benefit of the doubt because we're so uh, anesthetized by the hormones 
that we're not thinking clearly. And you cannot give somebody benefit of the doubt whom you don't have a track record with. Because benefit of the doubt means that you know their character and now they're doing something that's out of character. That's benefit of the doubt. I think I totally understand Oh, my this God. I'm, I'm looking at your face, and I just know you're going to go someplace off the rails here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because, I mean, when you watch that movie, <coughs> the, the beer gargle movie, it is, it is oh quite God. funny. Yeah. And, and guys have this experience all the time. You know, they, they see somebody, and the person uh, thinks they're <sighs> hot. They think they're sexy. They think they're really neat. They're giving them the benefit of the doubt, and they have great sex. And then they have, of course, men, they have their refractory period. And we're just really hoping that when everybody wakes up, <laughs> we get to do this again. But then we find out, dang, they had those beer goggles on, and they thought I was great, and they thought I was hot, and they thought they were giving me the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> and then it doesn't work out a second time. Right. We just know we've been taken advantage of. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know y'all hate that. So I've, I've just figured that out, why things change during that that lull. Ah. Uh. Because the, the girls wake up. <laughs> after. Well, after after all you've said. That, you just made me nervous. <laughs> I just had a, I had a Bill Cosby flashback. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you said, you, you've always said that, hey, guys, um, women like to have sex just as much as men do. Right. That's that's kind of like a wake up call for men. We're going really. Yeah, but wow. But, but men, but men don't know how to set the stage for us to feel safe enough to express that. You know, women women are just as sexual as men. We 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 have the same desires, but we are more afraid to let that to let that goddess out. Because of all the shaming that we've been taught and all the uh, emotions that we have around it and the, the miscommunications and the lack of feeling safe. So here's, the, here's one of the take-home messages here. When you're getting to know somebody better and you're starting to feel the chemistry yeah. and you're starting to feel the sexual energy, you don't need to continue to seduce that person by prompting them to be more sexual no, and don't, to give don't into push. the hormones, Mm-mm. what you need to do is show them that they will be safe if they're willing to express that. Yes. Yes. You just, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, I, now this is something that's real important for you guys out there. In the last segment, she quizzed me and I learned the safe word. <laughs> and now I'm using it again to really cement that into my mind. Yes. So I used it again, and my gosh, look what's happening. I know. So I've got my clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it's true. You know, women, women want to, we want to feel pursued. We want to feel desired, but we don't want to feel hassled or harassed. And that sometimes that's a fine line because guys get, guys get impatient, and they want to hook up. They just want to get get to the deed. And you know, we saw that with that um, that comedian Aniz Azari. Uh, he he was too enthusiastic about getting laid, and he pushed her through dinner. Wouldn't let her finish her wine. I mean, it was like he was he was on a mission. It's like, all right, here here's a plate of food. Hurry up, eat it. We got to get back to the apartment because I'm I'm horny. Is really what he was saying. That's not courting. That's not the dance of seduction, and that certainly wasn't making her feel safe. Well, and I think what happens to happen, again, if I'm reading this right, is is that blur the lines and move on from seduction because after a person's, you know, getting provocative with you, then move on to make sure that they feel safe. And more points coming up. <laughs> There's nothing that makes them feel more safe than to ask. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Man, you are scoring high today. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about here? Okay. So we're talking about uh, women and men, how to, how to negotiate the, the, uh, the dating world, how to, how do both people need to or want to get what they want, right? And so you want to first communicate what is it that your intentions are? 
I mean, if you're both just looking for a quick hookup, that's fine. Just say that. But if one of you is looking for love and romance and maybe a, a, a relationship and one of you just wants to hook up, you probably should clear that up right, right out of the chute because it, you're going to end up with a miscommunication. I have a feeling that a lot of people are kind of in the middle zone there. Well, I think a lot of people think that they want to hook up, but then if they find somebody that they hook up with and it's great, they want to hook up again and again and again, and lo and behold, they find they're a in a relationship. Yeah, I know, but so what happens so many times is that the girls take off the beer goggles. <laughs> well, you can't drug them, honey. That's that's a guilt. That's a well, guilt. No, no. Yeah. Let them drug themselves. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> well, it, and it's probably a good idea. Yeah, the hormonal beer, beer goggles. But what about just getting, you know, having some great conversations? I mean, a lot of us are sapiosexuals, and we, I, I totally get off on deep meaningful conversation talking about things that get my juices flowing get my brain awake that's why we call this the conscience living sexuality show yes and and i and i was i start to tease a little bit and uh, uh when you're out on a date keep the alcohol keep the any drugs out of the picture yeah. uh it's very important to be conscious of all that's happening you know, if you do have a drink at dinner, think of it the same way as you do with driving. I'm right. not going to go up to the room. If I can't drive a car to the house, I can't leave the dinner right. until I'm sober. I've got all my faculties. And then you can move on uh, to the next step. If you, have to, if you have to use drugs or alcohol to the extent that it, um, it changes your consciousness... If you have to do that to do what you're going to do, you shouldn't be doing it because you're going to have regret. Yeah. Use it to break the ice at the dinner, sober up, make sure you're conscious as we use the word, and then move on with the safety. Yes. Yes. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about courting for a lifetime. And how to how to bring how to bring these these skills and tools that we've been talking about into into a relationship. Now you're talking. Now I'm talking your language. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you you're um, extraordinarily good at that. <laughs> how many years? Oh, another question. Yeah. Thirty-two. Yes, thirty-two years. All right, and we'll be right back after the break. Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communications specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. Hi. Hey <laughs> what You have a look on your face. I think there's something coming here. Well, I just love to think back on your shows and think about all the things that I've learned and and um, we've learned a lot on how to have a girl have an orgasm on the first date <laughs> okay uh, yes we have well and if we're gonna have sex on the first date by God why not why not 
girls, ha- why not have orgasms, right? And and I actually brought that up for that specific reason. Um, there should be no pressure to have any sex on the first date. I'm sorry, I'm kind of old school that way. And it almost is better if you leave that first encounter with a lot more curiosity and a, and a little bit of an angst to get back together again. Yes. Well, you know, I mean, I can remember times where just just the brush of an arm sitting next to per, a person and just the brush of your arm against their skin felt like electricity was moving between you. The The first time you move toward each other, not even a kiss, but just to fee, feel each other's breath, those kind of things, um, those leave impressions. Those, those make you fire up and want more. And if there's any clue to courting, it's that you want to leave this person wanting more time with you, wanting to learn more about you, wanting to have that experience again or more of it. You got to leave people a little hungry, right? I mean, that's what keeps me engaged in our relationship is you always surprise me. You always leave something on the table. And, and I think for the in the Me Too movement, uh, to avoid misunderstanding <clears throat> with consent and the, the desire, uh, I think having um, a second date is a, is a real good guarantee that you're on the right track and that you're not going to do something that's harmful to somebody else. You're not using just seduction. And safety starts to move to the forefront. So when when you're dating, um, are are there rules? Do guys are are you brought up with like, well, if, if you've had a great date with somebody, don't call her for three days. Don't let her know you had a good date, but give her three days. Have you heard crap like that? No, I haven't. I mean, I think I'm more organic that way. You know, um, back in the 32 years ago when I was dating, it was more of whether or not I was interested. You know, so I think. I think there is a subliminal message there. If somebody doesn't call back for quite some time, that perhaps they weren't as interested. But you do have to be careful. People are very busy and discombobulated too. Yeah. But uh, so when does the dating and the courting stop, dear? It never stops. It should never stop. I think that's that. That's when relationships get boring or um, uh, out of time. When people stop stop really feeling the the ache and the desire for each other is when they've stopped trying to keep it interesting and to do the courting and to, to do even the dance of seduction. I mean, what what's more fun than getting to seduce a sure thing? <laughs> I did say that out loud, didn't I? Well, you've listened to me, and I think that men are interested in knowing that the other person wants to be sexual with them. And as soon as they have that kind of subliminal message and or even now a more outward gesture, uh, I think it does help them relax. And and, uh, a good partner would say, okay, let's move in that direction, but we don't have to rush home because we know it's going to happen now. It's going to be a good climax to the evening <laughs> i wonder how many couples uh that have been together for a while still just have like makeout dates yeah, i don't know that would be a survey yeah. i mean that'd be fun just to go just to go park someplace in a car and just make out and feel each other up <laughs> <laughs> i like that <laughs> and and then you know leave leave you both a little bit crazy so you have to rush home. I just, I just love this show because here I am sitting, going, I have so many things that I am curious about you. I, I um, have been married to you for, well, I was thinking thirty-two years. That's not quite right, but it, uh, our relationship has been yeah. solid for thirty-two years, and I'm still learning new things about you. Yeah. And so I'm going, gosh, uh, what a great. Wednesday night, date night, to go out and uh, learn something else about you, only to find out that what you're really interested in is a make-out date. <laughs> well, yeah. let's see. What's she interested in? 
Oh, okay, making out. So that that, that kind of caught me by surprise. I remember making out so hard that I had, I could have a raw chin. I mean, that's just hot. You know, I haven't had a raw chin for a while, so, you you know, you're slipping. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, you can tell Nancy's right up front with what she wants and what she needs, so. But 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 you also have done some amazing things. I don't even know how, if I should reveal them here, because... I mean, guys, if if you want to know some really amazing ways to knock your woman's socks and panties and everything else off, you need to send Mark an email uh, and ask him for some ideas. Because a few Christmases ago, on Christmas Eve, he completely blew my mind and took a couple of hours out of a Christmas Eve, which was a challenge to begin with. And uh, and knocked my socks off. I so. made you pause. So we're still dating yeah. and we're still courting, is yes. what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's great to to just keep things, you know, um, keep things exciting. One of the things that we like to do when we're getting ready to go on, on one of our sexy trips is the fashion shows. And so Mark has to crank the heater up in the house because there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of uh, content to the when clothing you're, <laughs> when you're cold it's not working out for you no but with but to do home fashion shows and even a photo shoot mark's uh if, if any of you've ever seen any of my photographs on social media that mark is my photographer so you know letting your your partner dress up sexy and then taking pictures to really uh showcase her in ways that when she looks back at the photos she has she feels sexy i think what's fun about our relationship and relationships uh, where you're a sure thing yeah um is that you can actually get a little more bold and a little more creative without worry that it's going to be too much too quickly yeah i think that's really what happens at these courtships is that it can be too much too quickly and remember just to go back to the safety at that stage and uh but at, at a more advanced stage, when you really know a person, you know, you can you can go all the way. I wonder if people knew, you know, who were just hooking, going from hookup to hookup, if they understood how much better the sex is going to be in the midst of a great relationship. You know, to really work to create a wonderful relationship that you can then explore your sexuality together where there are no boundaries, that you can just, you know, the sky's the limit. You wonder, um, and this is, would be another show, and we maybe we get some feedback from our listeners as to whether this would be interesting, would be whether or not the younger culture is actually afraid of that. And they really don't want to get to that stage where it's so good that it kind of reels them in a little bit mm. they're, they're, they want to stay a little bit more aloof and that uh, there's some yeah. some safety in feeling aloof and maybe women are feeling that way too because they are much more career minded nowadays independent yeah 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 but I don't know that I that doesn't make me feel dependent that makes me feel lucky and blessed and and excited about my life so I don't uh, I don't view the the longevity of our relationship and the quality of our sex as something that uh, that's a hindrance to my my experience in this world. I think it's actually um, incredibly uh, fruitful. Is <laughs> the word that just popped into my head? <clears throat> but it it's a, it enhances everything else. So, you know, per, perhaps it's it, it is there is a little bit of fear, but if you've never had it, you don't know you're missing it, right? Right. So try everything. <laughs> try everything. So take you know keep dating. Um, look at look at courting as a, a way to really create a great memorable experience, if nothing else. And if you're just out to hook up, at least speak to that honestly so that the other person can know whether this is the right thing for them. I wanted, We only have a minute left, and I wanted to take it the next step because you are about family and relationships. And dating and continuing to court your partner is so critical 
that once a young family has children, or grandparents out there, you can really help enhance your children's relationship by allowing and helping and facilitating them to have date nights. Yes. And it can simply be just, they just have a few minutes to go to a coffee shop and actually talk to some, talk to each other without interruptions, without uh, distractions, without feeling that they need to be doing something else. Yeah. And, uh, so courting goes for the whole your whole life. The whole life. Well, thanks for courting me still. Oh, you're welcome, dear. It's kind of fun. I like to see those nervous uh, laughs and gestures, uh, so I, I get a lot out of it. The next two weeks, um, we will have encore shows because of the holidays. Our show falls on Christmas and New Year's, and then at the New Year, we'll be back with some exciting new topics. Excellent, dear. All right. Thanks, babe. Love you. Love you, bunch. Remember... Love hard, laugh more, and kiss longer. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thank you for joining us this week for the Conscious Living Show. Be sure to join Dr. Nancy, Dr. Mark, and their guests next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Have a healthy, sexy week in every way. Welcome to the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. We are Carol and David, and with us today is Jeff Abraham from Promiscent. So Jeff, you know, intimacy is key to every relationship. Can you tell us a bit how Promiscent can help enhance intimacy? Well, I really think that one of the keys to intimacy is obviously both couples having a satisfactory experience. As any therapist or, you know, urologist will tell you, one of the chief complaints that arises in any intimate relationship is timing, i.e., does the women in the relationship or the woman in the relationship finish? As we've discussed on many occasions during podcasts, other things we've done in the past, there is something called the arousal or orgasm gap, whereas the average man takes about five minutes to achieve climax and the average woman 18. So indeed, I think that is probably one of the reasons why a product like Promescent is very appropriate to satisfactory intimacy. Fantastic, Jeff. Thanks so much. Well, that was a great quickie. Jeff, thanks so much for being here. Why don't you tell everyone how they can find Promescent? The best way to find Promescent in it is www.promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T, www.promescent.com. You can buy it directly there. It'll direct you to the retail locations that have it. There's a map you put in your zip code, and there's also physicians and other people that carry it as well www.promescent.com. Thanks so much, Jeff. We are Carol and David from the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. 
Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe.